everything you need to know from the first week in the NBA, an update on James Harden, Dwayne Haskins gets the boot, Alvin Kamara goes all the way off, all of the teams who have clinched their spot in the playoffs and all of those who are fighting for a spot, all of that on this week's episode of It's Sports It. Hey, hi, hello there, fam. Welcome back to another episode of It's Sports We are on week 14, episode 14, and we have a lot to uncover this week, especially since last week was the first week of the NBA. So the Dallas Mavericks are the first ones that I want to cover this week because they beat the Clippers by 51 points and held them to only 27 points in the first half which is the worst loss in LA Clippers history. Yeah. And typically you don't see this low scoring of a game. I mean, only 27 points in the first half of a professional basketball game is pretty despicable. Um, But we definitely need to keep in mind that Kawhi Leonard did not play and Paul George, who is number 13 for the Clippers, also known as PG 13 for Paul George 13 sat out for the second half. So yes, that's true. In all fairness, they had players out. Yeah. So it was a total beat down. That being said, they did have a couple of players out. And while we're on players being out, Christine, Cody Zeller, who plays for the Charlotte Hornets, broke his hand. And I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but he filmed. So he had to have surgery and he filmed himself on his Instagram. And I am definitely going to put it on our story for you guys, but pretty sure he's all hopped up on pain pills and talks about how his nurse is Mrs. Claus. And it's hysterical. The world needs to see this video. It is so funny. And I am here for Cody Zeller on drugs. It is so funny. Cody Zeller is one of just like the salt of the earth people, individuals. So sweet. And for those of you that don't know, Cody Zeller is the center. We know him. Well, yes. Christina always (laughs) says we know him. We have a picture with him and I think we've shared it with you guys on our Instagram story, but we'll post it again. Um, and it just kind of goes to show you guys, Christine's like five, how tall are you? Five, six. Yeah. I'm five, four. This picture with Cody Zeller, like it looks like Christine and I could stand on top of each other and we still would be shorter than him. Um, I don't even know if, I don't even know if we make it to his nipples. He for for sure not, but he plays for the Charlotte Hornets and he is a staple in Charlotte. And so obviously we really like to see that he is getting better after his surgery and really enjoying his time at the hospital with the nurses. Please, Cody, please. You have to post more videos. Please post the vids. <laughs> yes, for sure. We want to see more of you, Cody Zeller. But the Hornets did beat, without Cody Zeller, the Nets, who are listed as number two in ESPN power rankings, Christine. But LaMelo Ball, who is the Hornets' first-round draft pick, has been relatively quiet. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye on him and see, you know, how well he does. But another player that has been killing it is Carl Anthony Towns, even though his mom just passed away in April from COVID, which is so depressing, not just his mom, but six other of his family members have um, lost their lives to COVID. And with everything that he's been going through, I mean, he's just been killing it this season, which is why they gave him the game ball. 
Yes. And the game ball is okay. So the winning team, it's not handed out every single game. Cause I wanted to explain to you guys kind of what the game ball is. It's more of like a symbolic thing, right? So the game ball, it doesn't necessarily have to be the physical ball. And like I said, it's not given out every game, but it's very symbolic. It's from not just your coaches, but also your teammates, which makes it, you know, extra meaningful. And it acknowledges not just how well you played, but just overall respect for the yeah. player. So after Carl Anthony Towns went all the way off, got a double double versus the Detroit Pistons on opening night, his team gave him the game ball and it was just, such an emotional night for him, obviously, because it was his first game in the, you know, this regular season without all of the family members that he has lost from COVID and yeah. he was an emotional wreck. And I think everybody else was who was watching him. So, um, well, on to more happier news though, Steph Curry, while we're speaking NBA still, before I move on, um, to James Harden, Sarah in practice, he made 105 consecutive three pointers which is just mind boggling. Yes. Yeah, so I watched the video and it's so funny because of course I started trolling the comment section. Everybody thought it was fake. <laughs> everybody sure was they like, did. everybody Every was like, this is like on a loop. And he's just, because he's so consistent, it really does look like the exact same shot. It is the exact same shot every single time. But yeah. his coach said like, we, we need to look at the Guinness book of world records. Cause pretty sure that's like almost a Guinness book. If it's not a Guinness book of world records, 105 consecutive three pointers, <laughs> which means and not, not a break, not a single break and no missed ones in between. Somebody so was just feeding him the ball the whole yes. time and up and feed and up and feed and up. I mean, yes. that's insane. Yes. And I love Steph Curry so much. So for those of you that I don't know Steph Curry's from Charlotte. Charlotte. So where Christine and I are from and his dad, who is Del Curry went to Virginia tech, which is my alma mater played for the Charlotte Hornets and is now a co-announcer for the Charlotte Hornets alongside Eric Collins. So they're, they're more or less Charlotte locals. I mean, obviously he's been with the golden state warriors and out in California yeah, they, for a long they time. They went to but... high school and everything in Charlotte. I mean, yes. We know, I know a couple people, um, who are good friends with them. Obviously I would like to say that I know them, but mm -hmm. I don't. Um, but they went to Charlotte Christian, yes. which was right down the street from, um, where we went to high school. So yes. pretty yes. cool. And it's super cool to see him do so well too, with golden state. Absolutely. And his wife is amazing too. I mean, just the two of them, they are a power couple and I love, I love watching her. She's got like her own cooking show and everything. Yes. She's such a, she's so wonderful. So last but not least, while we're still on NBA, we need to update everybody on James Harden. So there's still no word on what team will be picking him up if any at all at this point. Um, but Christine, he's killing it. He's playing yeah. at such a high level and what he's Proving doing himself, I think with yes. it from all the haters at the beginning, that's right. Me included again, rewind James Larden. James Larden. He's like, Sarah, shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to go out and drop, you know, however many points he leads the league in points. He leads the league in three pointers and he is number two in the league in assists right now. And again, they've only played what two to three games. So it's, it's, it's a yeah. it's relatively early, but it just goes to show, I mean, he's, he's proving himself and continues to show other teams um, because he does want out of Houston that he is worth a large trade bargain. And he just proves that game after game. 
Yeah, Sarah, I know he's been playing really, really well, but that was almost trumped by all of the partying that he's been doing because he was out at a strip club or um, was it a strip club? <laughs> he says, okay, so it was a strip good, club. Maybe we, the video, the news outlets, whatever say strip club, James Harden claims it was just <laughs> a regular club, but I'm pretty sure it was a strip club. Well, regardless of whether it was a strip club or a regular club, he was still fined $50,000 for yes, breaking but, COVID protocol. Exactly. He was in a packed club, whether it was a strip club or it was a regular club, it was yeah. a packed cub, club. And yes, he was fined $50,000 and he was forced to quarantine for four days, Christine. And normally that um, a game would have fallen within that four day quarantine, but because of other COVID issues with Houston, they chose to postpone the game, but I looked up the stat and I was shook. If the game would have been played during James Harden's required four-day quarantine, if it hadn't have been postponed, he would have missed out on a paycheck for oh God. $537,000. Like to us, that sounds astronomical. But like, I'm sure to James Harden, it's really not that big of a deal. Well, I mean, here's the thing. That's why you, this is what really puts these fines into perspective. We've talked about this episode after episode, these COVID issues and these teams that are fighting their players, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. It sounds crazy. $50,000 to me would be literally life debt. It would be a detriment to my life. I don't even know how I would pay it, but when you see that James Harden is fined $50,000 and for one game, he makes yeah. 537,000, that's less than 10% of one game that he is having to pay yeah. for breaking COVID protocol. And NBA's COVID protocol, just to remind everybody, or for those of you that don't know, um, it prohibits players from going to bars, lounges, clubs, or any social gathering of 15 people or more. So James Harden's argument was he was escorted in through some secret back door and he was at a table where he was only surrounded by, you know, five to 10 people. So he wasn't breaking the rules. He was segregated, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. You all, are still breaking the rules. Yes. You're still going to get fined. That's and right. he got really lucky. I mean, sex for the other players that had COVID COVID issues too, but I mean, he got really lucky that he didn't miss out on that game because that's an extra 537K in his pocket. But I know. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But while we're on players who like to party like James Harden, Dwayne Haskins got cut from the Washington Redskins, which has been a really, really big deal. Yeah. I mean, I think because he, he was such a big deal two years ago. I mean, he, yeah, was, he was the first round. He was the first round pick. Yeah. So he came out of Ohio state and he was drafted 15th overall, which means they're in the first round of the 2019 NFL draft. He was picked by the Washington Redskins and he just has not really performed. Right. I mean, no. So he was demoted to the third string quarterback, but before they demoted him the second time, they just decided to go ahead and cut him um, just because he hasn't been performing um, to what, you know, they expected of him. He's been going out on Sunday night. He's been, he filled in for Alex Smith because Alex Smith has been hurt. So he filled in for Alex Smith. But the okay. drama was that after their loss, 
Yeah. He went out and partied and yeah, he, he went out for his girlfriend's birthday without a mask. People were taking pictures of him. I mean, the thing that's frustrating is that, I mean, the rules are not that hard to follow, right? So you work so hard to make it to the NFL. You finally get to the NFL, but that doesn't mean that you're set. You know, you still have to follow the rules and it can go as quickly as it comes. Yep, exactly. So the Redskins were like, look, we're not going to invest in somebody who's not going to invest their time and effort in us. So bye, see ya, you know, we'll yeah. build a team without you. And I think, you know, I'm sure he'll get picked up. I'm sure he'll get yeah. picked up and somebody will invest the time in him. You know, the NFL, as much as they like to dodge drama, there's definitely something to be said about all publicity is good publicity. I mean, look at the Antonio Brown situation, right? He's done nothing. Yeah, that's. But you know, that's where my head goes immediately whenever this all happens. I mean, right before we just sat down to start recording, there was a breaking news alert on the TV saying, you know, Dwayne Haskins is officially a free agent now. Yep. And the first thing I thought of was, I mean, he's definitely going to get picked up. Uh, Antonio Brown went through all of his troubles. Yeah. This is nothing compared to the Antonio Brown drama. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And people, like I said, they love to watch, you know, a ticking time bomb, if you will. I mean, if for nothing else, Dwayne Hoskin, the next team that he goes to, people will watch him just to see what he does. People will watch the team that he goes to just to see how well will you perform with all this drama, this drama monkey hanging on your back? You know, are you going to do well or is this going to be a dumpster fire and you're just going to continue going from team to team and not performing. So whoever he goes to next, I'm sure he will find a home next, but whoever he goes to next, I'm sure will have a whole new fan base following them. Agreed. But moving on from reckless players who haven't been playing well, let's switch gears to talk about an amazing player who had six touchdowns last week. And that player is Alvin Kamara, who is the running back for the New Orleans Saints. Christine, I, okay. So let me just say, I say this every week, but as a Panthers fan, I hate everybody else in the NFC South, right? So the NFC South is the division with um, the Carolina Panthers. There's four teams in the division, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Atlanta Falcons. So for my entire life that I've been a Panthers fan, which has been my entire life, I cheer against the New Orleans Saints, right? And Alvin Kamara is very easy to dislike as a, as a fan for a team in the same conference. I, you know, he is very eccentric. He has what the bullnose ring with the, uh, the like ring through like the center two nostrils. Yes. Not even through your two nostrils. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. I'll put a picture of of your, it's like through the bridge of your nose. Yes. The bridge of your nose. Thank you. So he has that pierced. He's just, he always has like some sort of crazy grill on. Um, he's just very eccentric again. He's good too. He's so good, but well, that's why he's also so easy to hate because he's so good. That's right. That's right. But I will say this game that he played for the New Orleans Saints versus the Vikings was on Christmas Day, and he had very festive shoes on, right? His cleats yes. were what colors? Or they were they were red and green, right? They were red and green, and he's getting fined for those. Uh, is he really? He's not. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to wear red and green shoes unless you have red and green in the colors of your team. So like you're only, the rule is you're only allowed to wear white and black shoes and then whatever colors of your, like you can wear certain colors if your team colors are that, but 
since the Saints don't have red and green in their colors, he's going to be getting fined $50,000, which I love him so much for doing that. I mean, for playing on Christmas day, I think we talked about last episode. I don't remember the last time that an NFL team played on Christmas day. It's normally an NBA day. So it's amazing that we had football on that day and he brought the Christmas spirit with his green and his red shoes. And I'm for it. I am for it too, Sarah. And he said, he's not worried about the fine. He's going to fight it. But if they, if they decide to find him, it's not a big deal. He's just going to match whatever they decide to find him and donate it to charity. So talk oh, about a Christmas angel again. Okay. I love you. <laughs> you you can't hate the guy. God, you you're can't. such a good person. Okay. So all of that said, what did he do on Christmas day that we need everybody to know about? Yeah. So he scored six touchdowns, which ties, ties the records for the most touchdowns by a running back in a single game. There were only four other players in NFL history to do this. And the last one to score the rushing touchdowns was back in 1929. Oh my gosh. Which I mean, back then it was like yeah. they wore leather hats and it was basically like a game of rugby. There were, it wasn't even <laughs> exactly. like an organized game of football all the way With back. The leather then. helmets. Yes. Well, with the contribution of six touchdowns by Alvin Kamara, the Saints not only won over the Minnesota Vikings on Christmas Day, but they also clinched the NFC South, and they could be the number one seed in the NFC as a whole with a win this Sunday over our Carolina Panthers. So I just want to jump in here and say the Panthers just came out and said because of the increase in COVID they're not allowing fans of the game on Sunday and I that's the only thing I got Travis for Christmas oh no I forgot I got Travis four tickets to the game on Sunday and we're not allowed to go so no y'all hit me up and let me know what else I can get Travis between now I don't even know what to get him I literally have no idea I was so excited for the game on Sunday but yes oh, that's such a bummer such a bummer we'll be watching it somewhere the game got flexed to 4 30 so it'll be the perfect time I you know I'm sure we'll have fun watching it somewhere but yes if the Saints beat us then they will win the NFC as a whole and what happens when you win your division as a whole so the AFC winner and the NFC winner gets a buy or a break in the first round of the playoffs. So all of that said, Christine, who else has clinched a spot in the playoffs and what drama lies ahead for week 17? So the NFC is a lot simpler. I mean, there's one scenario that's a little confusing. So the New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Bucks for the NFC South are gonna be going, Green Bay Packers for the NFC North, Seattle Seahawks for the NFC West, and the NFC East gets a little choppy. So the Panthers beat the Redskins last week, which means the Redskins did not clinch their spot in the playoffs. So what needs to happen is Washington football team is playing the um, Philadelphia Eagles this week, and they are in the same division. The Eagles are already out, so it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is that the Washington football team wins, because if they do not win, then they are out. Okay. So the Eagles are out. But the, the Washington football team, because the Panthers beat them last week, need to beat the Eagles in order to stay in contention, or are they automatically clench with a win? 
They are automatically clinched with a win. Okay, so the Washington football team lost to the Panthers last week, but they play the Eagles this coming week. And if they beat the Eagles, the Eagles are already out. But if they beat the Eagles, the Washington Redskins clinch the NFC East. Correct. Now, if they lose, Washington football and the Eagles are out. They don't have a chance. So for that division, what matters is then the next game, which is going to be the Cowboys and the Giants, who are in the same division. Oh, yeah. So whoever wins the Cowboys versus Giants game is going to be the one to go to the playoffs if the Washington football team loses. Only if the Washington football team loses, though. Okay, so if the Washington football team wins, then it doesn't even matter what happens in the Cowboys Giants game. Correct. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So if if they lose, then they have a chance to go. The Cowboys or the Giants do. And then whoever wins that game goes to the playoffs, goes to the playoffs. Oh my goodness. I know. So there's a lot of different things that could happen, but really what matters is the Washington football team wins. I want the Washington football team to advance me too, Christine. And I don't know if you saw today, but Thomas Davis just announced that it's, I wrote the most gushy thing. I think I've ever, yes. Okay. Sorry. I I should finish my sentence. (laughs) Thomas Davis is retiring at the end of this season. And for those of you that don't know, Thomas Davis is a linebacker and he played with the Carolina Panthers for many, many years. He did so much with the community. He will play his very last game this coming Sunday with Ron Rivera, who was the previous head coach for the Carolina Panthers. So I will be cheering for the Washington football team because I want them to go to the playoffs purely just so Thomas Davis can go to the playoffs in his last season as a professional football player. Agreed. Agreed. We covered the NFC. What's happening in the AFC? So the AFC is super complex. I tried to chase down every scenario that could happen, but it's just way too confusing. I was confusing myself. I was confusing my husband. He was getting super, he was trying to understand it all. So it's just, I'm going to keep it really simple. And I'm just going to mention the teams that have clinched their spot. And then the five teams that are fighting for their spot. Got it. Okay. The three teams that have clinched their spot, no surprise, Kansas city chiefs for the AFC West, the Steelers for the AFC North and the Buffalo bills for the AFC East. Now here are the five teams that have a chance at clinching their spot this upcoming week. Um, And that's going to be the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts for the AFC South. And then we have the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Miami Dolphins, who all need to win their games this week in order to have their spot. Got it. Okay. Now I know that there's drama around the Browns because they just lost to the Jets, but I remember reading if they beat the Jets last week, they would have clenched their spot, but obviously they lost. So what's going on with the Browns? Yeah. So the Browns, they're playing the Steelers this upcoming week. So I I really think that they need to prove themselves since they just lost to their Jets, but or lost to the Jets, but in their defense, they had a a big hit from COVID. So uh, they lost their top four receivers from positive COVID tests, as well as two starting linebackers. Oh my gosh. I heard a little bit. Of course, I listen to ESPN radio all the time. I heard a little bit that the um, wide receivers coach for the Browns was like, 
basically bringing in like all of their backups and they were practicing in the parking garage outside of the stadium before the game because they didn't realize that all of the wide receivers, the starting wide receivers were going to be out. So it sounds like it's literally right out of a movie, the replacements. Yeah. I didn't know all of the parking garage drama, but um, they had their players out and they're going to be, like I said, playing the Steelers this upcoming week. And the Steelers and are on a downslope. They are. It's kind of, they've it, lost what four in a row, three, three in a row, four in a row. I mean, they literally yeah, they were talking like, about a, yeah. it's like the epitome of like um, that graph that you see where things are like, just like on a high, on a high. And then just, I mean, plummeted. They, they won however many games in a row and now they've lost however many games in a row. I mean, I guess they're consistent. They're consistently good. And now they've just been consistently bad. So I'm curious to see how the Brown Steelers game is this weekend. Well, I get nervous too, because after players are out with COVID, you don't typically see them playing their best. So I just hope that the Browns can pull through because if they win versus the Steelers, then they have a spot in the playoffs. So that's a really important game for them. Not to mention, I just think they really need to prove themselves after losing to the Jets. Yeah. Um, Because I mean, I did, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Last but not least, before we jump into our Who You Got segment, Christine, I do want to remind everybody that we have the college football playoff on Friday. Alabama versus Notre Dame is at 5 p.m. They are playing in the Rose Bowl, which is in Dallas, Texas, because of um, COVID restrictions in Pasadena. And then Clemson versus Ohio State is at 8 p.m. And they are playing in the Sugar Bowl, and that is in New Orleans, Louisiana. So we're not going to be picking those games, but just as a reminder, definitely something to watch. Now on to the fun stuff. We got our upcoming games this week. I picked all playoff games. So all games that matter when it comes to people are these teams getting a spot in the playoffs. So all games are going to be played on Sunday. Thursday night is New Year's Eve. So the day that we launch our episode, happy New Year's because it'll be New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. And so, like I said, all games are going to be on Sunday. We have our 1 p.m. game, the Cowboys versus Giants. Who Who you got for that one? Now, again, this game doesn't really matter if, if Washington wins, but if Washington loses, then this game matters. We need to, I need to look at my stats from last week. Cause I'm pretty sure I did not pick a single winning team. <laughs> you did it. I'm not kidding. I, again, need to, we need to rewind Katie, our editor. Let's go back. Look at Sarah's picks from last week. I'm 90% positive that I picked a hundred percent losers. So I am so not confident going into who you got this week because I was so terrible last week. So I I think I'm going to go with the strategy of whoever I want. I'm just going to pick the opposite team. I couldn't care any less about the Cowboys and the Giants. game. So for Michael, your husband, I will pick the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, no, I want the Dallas Cowboys to win. So I will pick the New York Giants. I have the same strategy going into this particular game because I just don't really care about it that much. So yes, I I'm actually going to actually choose the Cowboys for this game. Um, next game, 1 PM Steelers at Browns. I want the Browns to win because I think we've talked, I've got like this new found love for Baker Mayfield. Um, and so if I'm going opposites, I'm going to pick the Steelers. All right. I'm going to choose the Browns because I think they have a lot to prove this game. And I think they're going to show up. 
Um, 425 Dolphins at Bills. So Dolphins are, if they win this game, then they will have a chance or they will clinch their spot in the playoffs. And the Bills have already clinched, yes? Correct. So I want the Dolphins to win, so I'm going to pick the Bills. I think the Bills are going to win this one. Bills are just a really good team, and they've been they've been doing so well lately. So sorry, Dolphins, I'm going with the Bills. Uh, next game, Titans at Texans. So the Tennessee Titans at Houston Texans. So Titans have to win this game in order to clinch their spot. Okay, Titans. I I, I this I'm not doing the opposite on this one. The Titans are going to kick the Texans rear end. So Texans, uh, yeah, Texans are terrible. Go yeah, Titans. I I have the Titans too. So Titans for that one. And then Jaguars at Colts. Jaguars are not going to win another game. Literally there's, (laughs) there's Trevor Lawrence all over Instagram in his Jaguars fit. Like, I think if the Jaguars win this, they'll still clench Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to risk it. The Colts are going to beat the Jaguars 100%. And if the Colts beat the Jaguars, they clinch their spot. So they have high hopes. I'm sure. Yes. And then the last game for the night is going to be the 820 game. It's Washington football team versus the Eagles. Who do you think? I want Washington to win so badly. So I'm going to pick the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Call it superstition, but I just literally don't trust myself. I'm putting it out <laughs> into the universe. Obviously, whatever I'm wanting and whatever I'm picking is not working. So go Eagles. I'm going to be cheering against you, but I'm going to pick you on the podcast just because I got completely defeated last week. All right. I'm going for the Washington football team because I just think that they're a better team and the Eagles are already out of the playoffs. I don't know. I just, I think that the Washington football team are going to destroy the Eagles and we need them to go to the playoffs for our boy, Thomas Davis and Ron Rivera. I, we want them. We want to see them in the playoffs. So go Washington football team. Agreed. But that wraps up this week's episode of it's sports. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and hit that subscribe button on our Apple podcasts. And we will see you next week. Bye.